This is Marvel 616 Politics, episode 91, with your hosts, Andy Kirby. And Jared. sir i'm great man how are you doing i'm i'm doing pretty good as well you know i mean i had a relaxing weekend of soccer and piano recitals and not septic tank issue problems so i'm happy about that so that's all cleared up so to speak yeah yeah it is uh no problem since the plumber came out so i i'm i'm, I'm open is it cleaned up Yes, everything has been bleached within an inch of its life. Gotcha. Where where did um the backup happen and how far did it get? Okay, good question. Okay, the master bathroom, the hall bathroom, the living room, the washroom. Oh. Yeah. Wait, wait how did it back up in the living room? That's an excellent question. Apparently... <laughs> when it backed up in the hall bathroom, which is adjacent to the living room... It, it must have went down some crack somewhere, and then it started coming out of the grout in the living room because of the tile floor. Oh, 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 no. Yes, it was terrible. It was awful. Now, the thing is recessed. The, the living room is recessed. So it came out of the vertical grout next to the bathroom wall. I don't know what that recessed thing means. I think it's just I think that's the right word, but it's just a step down. Like when you go in it, it's a step down. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh man. So did you lose a lot of uh items in your home? No. No, no, no. Not at all. It was all I mean, it barely touched carpets. We we caught it pretty quick. Uh it was just a bummer cuz I had a friend from Houston over, a buddy of mine with his two little kids and all weekend we were just like snaking drains and everything hanging out <laughs> and that's oh, what he did hey why don't you come over and help me with the septic you know so well uh you know i i didn't realize you had other friends than me and once i found that out i made sure that they wouldn't stay around too long <laughs> okay <laughs> so it's you that shoved the paper towels down the drain is that what made it back up that's what we pulled that out, but that didn't fix the problem. We're like, oh, this thing is huge. This paper towel is huge. Of course, this is the problem. So then we mop up everything, bleach everything, take a shower. And as soon as I turn off the water in the shower, and I was lucky I had my contacts in because in the morning, I shower before I put my contacts in. Uh, this is maybe too much information for everybody to know, but. I had my contacts in, and as soon as I turned the shower off, the water started coming up from the drain, so I had to back up really quick. Ugh. Yeah, so then I was like, it's not fixed, why? Oh, man. But we oh, got oh, it. Yeah. You know. yeah. What a bummer. Yeah, yeah. It was gross. It smelled. You know. Oh, yeah. yeah, I would have probably just moved. <laughs> So I got one of those septic tanks that has the concrete lid. It doesn't have the tube, which it's supposed to have. So we had gotcha. to dig up the concrete lid and pick it up and look inside to make sure that there wasn't any obstructions or anything. I tell you, okay, so this was really cool. Out of the entire experience, this was pretty awesome. 
we open the lid and there's a giant like probably two by two square foot area in there that is just writhing and moving and it's pitch black it what? looks like venom like if venom was real <laughs> that's what it would look like and what was it i must it was larva of some sort it was oh. i don't know oh you ever see the x-files with the the fluke man no well did you just like pour bleach down it to kill it no they eat the stuff oh i gotcha one of them kind yeah that's so gross. It is. It was pretty disgusting. Yep. Yep. It was pretty gross. Man. <sighs> and then on Monday we had the call. No, on Tuesday we had to call a plumber, which we should have done immediately. Yeah. And we would have avoided all this nonsense. So. Yeah. But it wouldn't have been, uh, you know, the fun experience with my buddy, with my college roommate. Yeah. Life is an adventure. Yeah. Right. Go sailing or something, right? Like life is an adventure. Life's Go... an adventure, but Andy hates the ocean and water, so not sailing. Right. Well, whatever the you know, if you were gonna come up with a slogan or a motto, life's an adventure. Eat all the apples. I don't know. Eat all the everything. Eat all the. I, I man, I do. I do. I need to start cutting back. Oh, are are you are you no longer working out? Um, I lift feed bags. Uh, I still mow and, you know, I'm, I'm still digging out this giant hill I have in the field that just, they bulldozed. I probably told you about this. They bulldozed all the stuff after Katrina, like all the fencing and everything into just one giant pile. I've been working on it for years, just trying to get rid of this pile of stuff. Oh gosh. So the answer is no. The answer is I don't lift weights. I lift metal things and feed bags and kill myself out in the field, yeah. But for a while you were. Lifting weights? No, well, you told me that you were working out in the mornings, like at your house. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, was it that long ago? <laughs> it, was, it was that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I remember, yes. <sighs> so what's new with you? Oh, well, you know, our toilets are working. Hey, um, that's great. Piles of stuff from Katrina. Um, went to see my sister and fa her family in St. Louis this weekend with Jennifer. Were you successful? Did you see them? We did. We saw them on multiple days. And uh, my brother-in-law's mom, she is like a, uh, a, a big spender at the casino. So they give her free rooms when she wants them. So oh. she gives them to us. So we always have a place to stay. I got you. So you don't have to bunk in. Well, yeah, Jennifer's allergic to dogs and they have a dog. So Ew. it's nice. And then we got a $100 food voucher at the casino too. So we ordered breakfast and uh, evening snack every day. <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always leery of ordering food at casinos because the inherent nature of a casino is it's a gamble. And so you never know, I assume, with the food. Well, it's room service. like So it's like any hotel. Right, but it's still a gamble, right? Well, I mean, I guess. Haha, <laughs> congratulations. You got the one with the cockroach in it. Well, I tried to not live my life in fear. <laughs> so, Understood. 
and I had my first ever bacon maple donut. Ooh, I've had was. a couple of those. Yeah, you've had this. I I have had this. I have had a bite of one before. Hmm. I, I mean, had I the guess a thing. bite of two of them. I have never had the whole thing. Oh, you should definitely do the whole thing. I would if you t- if you're ridiculing me for not working out anymore. Why would I do the whole thing? Well, I work out. Life's an adventure. Eat all the apples. Eat all the apples and the protein shakes. <laughs> so it was fun. I I was able to pick up two comics while I was out there. Three comics. So that was exciting. <laughs> Which ones? I picked up uh, Nova Volume Two and uh, Jessica Jones Volume Two. And then they had an Old Man Logan number one variant for 80 cents. And I said, I should probably have that for 80 cents. Yeah, that's good. So Nova yeah. Volume 2 from the from the Loeb run? From the yeah, Marvel Now. Oh, okay. Alright. Yeah. Yeah, I had I found the others for like two bucks. Um so I bought all of them except for that one. So I think I have the whole collection now. But you don't read Nova. Well, but I'm going to because I've got the whole collection. Oh, okay. So I'll read that whole collection. And if it stinks, I'll sell it. <laughs> okay. I mean, when it when I can get a whole graphic novel for two bucks and it's Marvel and it's 616, then I'm like, I might as well. Yeah, you know? yeah, I can see that. But do, I would... they ha- do they have those at half price books? Do they have those good of prices? No, not at half price books. What about Second and Charles? No. No, it's Gem City Books. Uh, I got you. So that's where I get got that and then got all those. But then this Nova was, since it was the last one to complete the collection, I think it was $4 at Books a Million. Sure. So I got it. And then uh, because they still give me my teacher discount. So that's cool. And then the Jessica Jones was at half price books. And it was it was $7. Is it the original printing or is it the new printing? The original one. Hey, that's good. That's good. Because I have that one and then I have the complete collection, the second volume. So I just need the first like six issues of Jessica Jones in a graphic novel and I'll, I'll have it all. The first six issues? The first, the first trade is like the first nine to twelve issues, isn't it? Well, then that one. Okay. All right. I got it. I just need the first. I know it, it came out in four trades and then they released it in two complete collections gotcha. and i have the second complete collection and the second trade so does so, that ever bother you when you have multiple types of publishing like the premiere edition of this but then volume two trade paperback no i was right before we got on the podcast i was putting because i i bought the uh, uncanny x-men volume three omnibus and it came in the mail today and i was trying to find a spot for it on the shelf after the the second omnibus and i was looking at you know i've got the premiere edition and i've got a masterwork and then i've got a soft cover volume and just as long as i've got my stuff collected in graphic novel form i'm happy i got you what about you i recently got that volume one of x-force the um oh whose run was that is that yost yeah kyle and yost yeah yeah, so I was I was excited about that because that was a good run. I had Necrotia because I think I, I scored that from Gem City up in Ohio. Um, and so I got this for a very fairly decent price on eBay. And uh, I was bidding on several of the volumes, but I only won the first one. So. 
Oh. You see, this is why I always text you and say, what are you looking for? Because I find deals all the time, but I don't I know. know. And I, I started my list. Did I tell you this? I got an app. It has a list so I can say, hey, I need anything above this. I have it with me all the time now because uh -oh. of you. Because of you, sir. Well, I know they're not sponsoring us, but what's the app called? Oh, it's just a list app. I have three separate list apps, and I use them each for different things. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So do you want to know? It's not, a, it's not a comic book app. Oh, no, it doesn't matter then. They're not paying us. <laughs> okay. No, but I, I'm... Was, I was using a comic book collector's app. Let me see it here. But then it became way too cumbersome. CLZ Comics? Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. The app that I had, I had to scan all the barcodes on my graphic novels. So I did. And then when I got a new phone, the app didn't go with it. Yes. And I wasn't going to scan, you know, another 500 barcodes. See, that's similar to this one, right? So they do that, but then you have to pay extra for it to go over the cloud. And I'm like, eh, I don't want my collection on the cloud. So. Well, what I do now is I just, I went through everything that I have and I found a list of Marvel graphic novels of everything that's available. And I just went through and checked off what I want, what I have. And so I just have a notepad that says exactly what I'm still looking for. And I just update it as the solicits come out every month and add the graphic novels that I know I'm going to eventually want. That's pretty cool. What happens, though, if they publish them in a different way and then you like miss a couple issues here and there? What do you mean? Well, like when they published Daredevil, right? Bendis' run of Daredevil. They were like, mm -hmm. oh, let's do issues 1 through 10 and number 12. But now, since they republished, they have, you know, issues 1 through 5 and then 6 through 11 or whatever. You know what I mean? So, like, you would get a lot of repeat issues if you yeah. put them all in trade paperback or graphic novel form. Um, well, there's, a, there's one website that has all the graphic novel listings, and then also uh, Wikipedia has a pretty exhaustive uh, listing of what's in each different version of collected. So I look at like when I took the time to make this list, I spent a few hours. So I I matched up, you know, like X-Men Inferno, you know, X-Men Inferno soft cover, X-Men Inferno omnibus, X-Men Inferno hardcover, the one that was made in 2014, the one that was made in 96. And so I look at those and I find out which one is the most comprehensive and which one is going to be the best for my collection, and then I put that one on. And then I compare that with what comes next in the Uncanny X-Men issues to make sure I'm not overlapping. I gotcha. Okay. It's kind of tedious, but yeah. it's worth it to to have this final ultimate list now. I did that for Amazing Spider-Man uh, trades. Mm -hmm. So, But that was a long time ago. So that I'm still trying to collect all the uh, Brand New Day ones. And I think I have three left brand new day. Then I'm going to go over into big time. And then from there, Superior Spider-Man. Oh, nice. No, there's only like, you know, I don't like the, the big time stuff, but there's only a few series that I would want everything collected in trades to pass on to my kids. As silly as that sounds. And Spider-Man's one of them. No, I don't think that's, that's silly. And the part, it, it stinks because, you know, even if you don't like it, you're like, I kind of got to have this complete. 
you know? Because yeah. whether you like it or not, it still happened. Right, exactly. And I found that those some of those graphic novels, those amazing Spider-Man novels are hard to find. I'm still missing a couple, like one here and one there. Yeah, and you know what I've noticed with them is they these one-offs that aren't vo- that aren't serialized and, and they they're not numbered in volume like uh, Spider-Man Amazing Spider-Man Family Ties or whatever. Mm-hmm. When you look at it in the back, it says, "Oh, collects Amazing Spider-Man," and it just has one issue, and then it has like Amazing Spider-Man Family. Yeah. The rest. So then it's like, all right, do I buy this or is this issue covered in a in a different Spider-Man volume? Anyway, because I don't really care about the other stuff in trade form as Mm-mm. long as I get the Amazing Spider-Man stuff. So. Yeah, and a lot of those are the ones that, those collections like that, because they're so not really desirable, you can find for fairly cheap. Right, and that's your, you know, secret invasion, accept change type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why they're fairly cheap. I was I, one time I went through and I was like, "Oh, this is great! I'm hitting the mother load here." And I just grabbed everything that was two dollars, and I got <laughs> I got a ton. And then when I looked at everything when I got home, I was like, "Wait a minute! These aren't in consecutive order at all." <laughs> so I learned my lesson there. Ugh. And well, some kids I'm sure enjoyed reading them. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Most definitely. Anyway. Uh, we are sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Go there, and you can order all your uh, you can you can get all your pre-orders down for the um, next two months, right? So you order two months ahead, you get exact numbers, and then because of that, they can give you forty percent off cover price, if not more. Sometimes they have specials, the fifty percent off. And then if they have clearance, it's up to 80% off cover price. So DCB service, uh, uh, I'm sorry, DCBService.com, discount comic book service. Yeah, they're having a special right now. Their uh, pre-order graphic novels are 50% off. Ooh, doggy. Yeah, that's why I got the omnibus because, I mean, for half price of a $125 book, I'm going to do it. Oh, that is really good. Uh, We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. Their website is CRPSavings.com. And CRP is a discount membership-based program for all of your purchases through Office Depot and Office Max. So whatever you're looking for, you purchase a membership through CRPSavings.com for $39. It's a lifetime membership. You purchase that membership, and then you can use it online at OfficeDepot.com, OfficeMax.com, or in any Office Depot or Office Max location uh, throughout the world, actually. And you'll save on everything you purchase. So it's a really great deal, crpsavings.com. And lastly, we're sponsored by michaelwebsolutions.com. Michael Web Solutions is a SEO and marketing uh, development company, and they can work on building you a website or getting your SEO in gear and your make your Facebook posts up to date. And they're, they're an excellent company, so check them out as well, michaelwebsolutions.com. Maybe I got to call them to, to for them to figure out how I can get back into Facebook. But you figured it out. You got two new accounts. I, re- I reactivated two old accounts. <laughs> I can't figure out. What, I can't figure out what my my regular account is. It's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I got here at work and it was it wasn't logged in. I was like, I'm gonna check the page so I know what I'm talking about during the show. <laughs> and then I tried to log in. Or I noticed that I wasn't logged in. I was like, wait a minute. And so I tried an email address, and then uh, I tried the same email address twice 
with two separate passwords and I reactivated two different accounts. <laughs> I didn't know that was possible. Now I'm really confused. That's I don't know. good stuff. Curse you, Zuckerberg. <laughs> All right. So you can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. Visit our website, marvel616politics.com. Or talk to us over Twitter at 616politics. You can look us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash marvel616politics. You can hit us up on Instagram. You can hit us up on YouTube, both at marvel616politics. You can give us a call and actually be a part of our podcast, 616-755-TINA. Leave us a message and we will play it on air. All right, and with that, let's hit some State of the Union, sir. The State of our Union. All right, State of the Union. Yes! (laughs) We'll be talking about the Daredevil trailer, the Apocalypse, X-Men Apocalypse trailer, and the movie Deadpool. So go for it, man. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'll tell you all about there now. Apocalypse and Deadpool all at once. <laughs> Is that what we're doing? Yeah, you do whatever you we're want. We're going to take them one at a time. Yeah, let's do it one at a time. Why not? Why Dude, not? Daredevil season two. Yes. I could not be more excited. It looks pretty brutal. It's like, you know, Daredevil season one was great. And it was really, it was kind of that, you know, amazing Spider-Man one uh, Spider-Man one, X-Men one, uh, Captain America one. It was kind of the, it was the origin season. We got all the origin stuff knocked out. We're good to go. We're set with Daredevil. Season two looks like it's going to be crazy fighting Daredevil goodness. (laughs) Am I right? It does. It does. I got to confess. I'm a little gun shy because of the shock value of the first one. It was, uh, it, it, it was starkly violent, and so I'm I'm kind of wondering like if I should even try with Miss Jacqueline, be like, hey, let's uh, Daredevil season two is out, let's try that. <laughs> really, who's in it? The Punisher. Oh boy. Okay. All right. And Electra, she has size. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> She's like a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> Which is interesting because Raphael's the Red Ninja Turtle who also has size. Is that? What is that what you call interesting? Uh, uh, isn't it ironic, don't you think? <laughs> a little too ironic. I really do think. Oh, okay, all right. Sorry about that. If it's not Tina, then why are we doing this? Well, Alanis likes Tina, so that's fine. Oh, okay, all right. But yeah, Daredevil, like, John Bernthal as Punisher. All right, now where have we seen that guy before? The Walking Dead. Oh, he's Shane? Or Shane, he? yes, he is. Okay. See, I know my walking now. I yeah. I saw yes. the first couple episodes. Yeah, so this looks pretty intense. Um, it's supposed to be another 13 episodes? Yep. On March 18th, so less than a month away. Oh, I thought it was coming out sooner than that. I thought it was February 26th. I don't know why I thought that. Now that would be nice, but it's not. <laughs> uh, yeah, we know so Lecter's going to be in it. Now, do we know what role she's going to play, and is she going to... Um, is she going to tie in at all to Iron Fist, do you think? I don't know. That's a good question. I know that we uh, that that she was referred to in season one as Matt's ex-girlfriend. And in the trailer, the trailer ends with 
her sitting in a chair saying, hello, Matt. And we're like, what? Now, where did we see them say that was Matt's ex-girlfriend? Uh, they were walking. Uh, him and Foggy were talking about his Greek ex-girlfriend. Foggy's role in this trailer still seems as out of place as he seemed in the first season. <laughs> yeah, you weren't a big Foggy fan. Well, I mean, it's just like all this action and like drama and everything. And then it's him kind of goofy going, you've given up too much blood. Like, or whatever he says, like, haven't you given enough? It's like, what? it takes you right out of it, you know? Hmm. Now, see, the, he was Jennifer's favorite part. She loved him. Oh, oh. She's got that sympathy for goofy looking guys. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying anything. I'm just. Oh, he, Andy's got the jokes tonight, folks. <laughs> the jokes. Yeah, well, I am excited about that. And I that's probably one I will watch. I still haven't finished past episode one of Jessica Jones. Oh, <laughs> past episode one. <laughs> past episode. I haven't finished past episode one. <laughs> well, now I'm trying to remember with Daredevil. Did you you did like a couple episodes at a time? Is that right? Yeah, we did about two or three a night. Okay, yeah. and and did Jackie make it through the whole thing with you? Yes, she okay. did. I'm I'm. Do you think there would be any carryover characters from last season? Because I mean, obviously the Kingpin's in jail. Owsley, he died. He got down the the elevator shaft. Is that mm -hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. All right, and then do you think we'll find out more about uh, Kingpin's right hand man? Well, he's dead. Right, but where he came from, like, what's his story, or you think that's no. over with? No, I'm thinking he might be done, but I think we might see more of, um, what was the, the, the Asian crime group? Are you talking about the Hand, or no? Well, they weren't called the Hand. It was, uh, the group that the, the Asian lady was running. Right. Right, I think that that ha that ties into Kunlun, don't you think? Yeah, because the markings on the drugs were from that. Right. From Iron Fist. So, but I think we might see Madam Chow, was that her name? Yes. Her and I think I hope she comes back. She was pretty interesting to me. Now, in but Jessica Jones, was there anything about that at all? No. Okay. No. Um but I think we'll see. I mean, my prediction is that Owsley's son is going to be who the owl is. That it's, and we talked about this on when Daredevil first came out. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Um, so there could be that. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw the hand. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Bullseye either. And that he might just be one that they're keeping on the back burner. I think they might wait for him for like season three or something. They, they very well could. I don't know. I, I think they're you know, we'll have we'll have Karen and we'll have Foggy. I wouldn't be surprised if Stick comes back for an episode or two. Mm -hmm. um, it'd be really cool to see Absorbing Man on there, Crusher Creel, as he's the one that killed Matt's dad, and he's on Agents of Shield. I don't think that crossover will happen, but it would be cool. Are you still keeping up with Shield? Yeah. Is it? Is it good? Is it what's it like? Yeah, they're doing some inhuman stuff right now. Um, the character, do you know the character, the Hive, from Secret Warriors? Yes. He is on the show now, and they're supposedly bringing some more Secret Warriors characters to the show this second half of the back half of the season. 
Is it because she's a caterpillar also? Is that what they're trying to do here? Uh, she is going to be on the show. Caterpillar is. No, I meant, uh, what's her name? Sky is what they call the caterpillar, right? No, Sky's Quake. Right, but didn't weren't all the secret warriors what they called caterpillars that were going to blossom into butterflies? Didn't they call them that? Am I wrong? I mean, in all honesty, I did not read Secret Warriors. Oh, okay. All right, I did. Yes. So I don't know for sure. Caterpillar. All right. Now, buy. Did I buy it? I did. <laughs> Just haven't read it. Let's see. Keep talking. I'm gonna find this. So I'm yeah, finding this out. But there's some definitely some uh, you know uh, uh, an F-list Marvel Inhuman character that shows up here and one that shows up here and you know Mockingbird's on there and uh, her and her uh, ex-husband are going to be having a spinoff show uh, at least a pilot's been ordered for that and then Damage Control is getting their own ABC show as well. What Damage Control really? That's mm-hmm. awesome. They're saying it's going to be more in a comedic vein. Uh, Haley Atwell is currently doing Agent Carter, what's been, which has been pretty interesting this season. But she's been cast in another ABC show. So they're saying with the ratings not being you know, off the charts and Haley Atwell going to another show, that Agent Carter might not be renewed for a third season. And in place of it, maybe Damage Control will fit that, that off-season spot for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, it's kind of weird how they have that the two shows going on at the same time. Oh, it's so great, though, you know, because you're not left in that show hole. <laughs> show hole? <laughs> yes, I guess. That's when, weird. Well, when your show is gone from December to March, you're in a show hole. <laughs> so then what you do is you fill it with Agents of Carter or drugs. So we went with Agents of Carter. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's good. No, you don't want, you want to fill it with drugs. Because we watch a lot of, there's a lot of different shows like Nashville and uh, Empire and Scandal and what, How to Get Away with Murder and stuff, and they're just gone for three months, and you forget what's going on, you know. I've heard of some of those shows. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of them shows. I've heard of some of them shows. Those television programs. Are those is that like Green Acres? Oh, I love Island? Green Acres. I love that show. Jennifer watched her first episode of Green Acres last week. Good for her. I tried to get Jackie to watch it, and she was like, what is this? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it really is. It really is so funny. And it's silly. Like, it's just preposterous. You don't go into it thinking, this is so not real, you know? Right. How come their house isn't fixed? How come it's not finished? Eh, that's just how it is. Yeah. They live on the farm. Get used to it. All right. The Apocalypse. X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, I thought you were doing research on caterpillars. Um, I did. I looked up Wikipedia, and basically it was what the team was called. I mean, the other caterpillar teams were basically, they were all related uh, to superheroes or something like that. You know, whatever. Okay, okay. But we I, did, I did look up the hive, and I couldn't find anything. So I said I remember, but now I'm not sure if I remember. So I don't oh. know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's all right. He's, he's not, uh, like I said, a lot of... G E F Marvel list Inhumans have appeared on the show. Are they? You think that they're the quality has gone down, or do you think it's hokey or cheesy at all, or no? I just think they're kind of stuck because they have to take place in between. You know, every in between every six months of a Marvel movie, you know, and they have to make sure they don't contradict anything, and that they can somehow 
be a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but not really. Mm. Like, you know, Age of Ultron doesn't have to refer back to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but the whole season led up to them breaking into Von Strucker's castle, and then it leads right into Age, Age of Ultron, which was really cool if you're watching the show, but you don't have to have it. Right. But then after Age of Ultron's over, they're like, okay, back to, um, let's come up with something to do, you know? So do you think that eventually they'll cancel the network shows and they'll just go with the Netflix stuff? Because it seems to be more critically acclaimed and, and a higher viewer rating, right? Yeah, well, I mean, you've got a show about Daredevil, who people know, or you've got a show about this S.H.I.E.L.D. agent that died in Avengers 1, you know? That, that is a good point. And, and, that's, and, and part of why I think the DC shows have been will, really well received is they're not trying to go on along with the movie continuity. They're just doing their own thing. You can just watch Flash, and it's just Flash, and you can see Flash and Gorilla Grodd and Captain Cold. Or you can turn over to ABC and see Quake and <laughs> Melinda May, you know? That's it. You know, I think Marvel should just say, you know what, we're going to have some TV shows. They don't have to go with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they're just going to be their own thing like DC is doing. Yeah, I, I wonder what the fan reaction to that sort of thing would be. Well, I'm assuming you're not watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I am not. So tell me why. Um, because I only have Netflix. I have no, you know, no channels. Um, I think I watched, I watched up until like somebody was assassinated, some guy, like the Inhumans killed some dude, right? That makes sense. <laughs> some old looking guy who was on Battlestar Galactica. Okay. Do you know who I'm talking about? I, I, I'd never watched Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he went to like negotiate and then she killed him and then she said it out of she did it out of self-defense and then uh yeah 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 okay okay so that's where i was up to okay so i don't know if that's the end of season two or and you're just like i really don't even care what happens that's yes that is exactly what happened i'm like ah yeah. I, I liked agent carter better than than shield um you know the shield agents i don't know i like i don't get into many tv shows i, I find most of them pretty hokey so but if there was a marvel show starring you know an abc starring moon knight or you know the vision or something like that you'd probably be a little more inclined to watch it i'm guessing if it was a street level show uh yeah definitely i mean that's why i like daredevil but if you're talking about you know on a network if uh so let's say an analog to green arrow would be yeah moon knight or even um probably not the prowler but you know some of the the old um or the newer Heroes for Hire that Abnett was doing? Mm-hmm. If it was Paladin? Yeah. Yeah. If that was him, I'd watch that. Yeah. If well, even him. that. Like, he's such a C-list character. I'm talking, like, you know, DC has Flash and Green Arrow and Supergirl. Those are not their bottom-of-the-barrel characters, like a Paladin. But I'm saying, like, you know, an A- or B-list character from Marvel on TV show, I'm thinking you'd probably be more inclined to watch. I don't know. Even if it was Ant-Man with Paul Rudd playing it, I probably would be like, eh, I could skip this, you know? Interesting. Yeah. So if it was, it, if it was Hank Pym or I'm trying to think of Avengers that, you know, if it was a Wolverine show, I'd watch that. If it was, you know, 
kind of probably grittier and more meaningful and actually had a point or a theme to it instead of like, hey, isn't it cool to see some of your characters on the screen? So like yeah. Star Brand and Nightmask. Are examples of ones I wouldn't want. <laughs> <laughs> Is that... If oh, they that... had a Captain America TV show, I think I would watch it. I mean, you, you just, you don't, you don't want to be hokey. You don't, I guess my biggest thing is I don't want them to devalue in my eyes, the characters that I love. Well, but I mean the you can watch the animated Marvel shows that they're putting out and you don't, I, I think you just look at them as not being devalued as your characters, just another interpretation of them. Maybe, but I'm more apt to watch Spectacular Spider-Man than the current Spider-Man because I think it's... I do think it cheapens the character. That Mighty Avengers or Earth Mightiest Heroes or whatever, that was really good. Yeah. That was really awesome. Yeah. But I, I would say that that's a better TV show than S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, well, definitely. Yeah. Right, but most people wouldn't say that a cartoon was better than a live-action show. Well, most people ha- probably haven't seen Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes. Well, I would say that one of the best Batmans is probably the animated series compared to almost every portrayal of Batman in a movie, you know? Mm. So I think that... And they did it in a serious tone. Uh, mightiest... You know, they still had the, 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 the banter and everything, but it was, it was serious, and it, it had meaningful consequences to the characters. But now with all this goofy nonsense... You know, and there, you know what I found? I, I kind of walked through when my kids were watching one of the latest Spider-Man episodes on Netflix. And Flash Thompson got Venom, right? Mm-hmm. Have you watched any of these? I have. Okay, all right. Have you seen this one where Flash gets Venom? I've watched, yeah, I've watched every episode of Ultimate Spider-Man. Okay, all right. I, I wasn't sure if they had, like, Web Warriors, if that was a different thing. I, I don't know what that is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. I'm not even going to concern myself with it. My point is, they're, we're so far into the comics now, and they've done so many things, that they're trying to shortcut from origin to where they are now. And, you know, Flash got the Venom symbiote probably five, seven years ago? Is that is that right? Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a while, right? So Because Remender was on the book, and that was, you know, that was... I think it's been five to seven years ago. And so now he's off in space. He Now he's the guy that always has the Venom symbiote and everything. So if they want to do Venom in the cartoon, it's well past the point where they would do Eddie Brock or Mac Gargan or something like that. They would have to jump right to Flash to kind of catch up so that to draw new readers in. So that changes the characters. Now, if it changes it in a in a meaningful way they can still do serious things and teach lessons about responsibility and power which it doesn't seem like this show has any of that (laughs) um yeah then it's pointless you know it's just it's like you watch it and you're like this isn't i don't i don't recognize any of this like they're just shortcutting to the end because they're like we got to bring new readers in but if you go back to the 90s Spider-Man or if you go back even to Spectacular Spider-Man, the minor changes that they do, they still have meaningful you know, tweaks to the character and, and uh, character growth and interaction with other people. And so I can kind of stand that. But I feel like they're doing the same thing with the TV shows. And so regardless of what character it is, if it's like, ah, you know, what are they doing? This isn't, this isn't as meaningful as the comic, so it's not the same character, then, then I don't really care. 
I, I hear you. That makes sense. And that's why I like Daredevil's TV show better than I like S.H.I.E.L.D. Or, you know, I find it way more compelling. Mm-hmm. So that's my criteria. That's good. But, I mean, you know, we were watching Flash and Green Arrow, and I feel the same way about them. I'm like, ah, these people, they get themselves in this mess. They're like, oh, I'm going to reveal my identity yet again to a, the 50th person. <laughs> oh, it backfired again. Ah, they're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Haven't you learned? Like, oh, maybe this is a bad idea. <laughs> So, all right. Well, anyway, that's that's all I had to say about that. You want to go to the apocalypse trailer? Yeah, that they you didn't watch the Super Bowl, right? No. But that's when it debuted. Uh, and it was just kind of like, oh, okay, okay, we've got some black leather, we got black leather, we've got a fighting. There's an ominous voice talking. There's Katniss from Hunger Games. Oh my goodness, there's Psylocke. That was kind of my reaction to the trailer. Who's from the Hunger Games? Katniss. No, no, no. What what X-Men character? Mystique. That's the same girl? Uh-huh. Huh. What do you know about all that? I thought it was the girl from Punisher. No. The Stamos, or whatever her name was. Rebecca... In the original ones. Yeah. Rebecca Romaine was Mystique. That's not the same girl? <laughs> Have you seen... <laughs> Have you seen First Class? Have you seen Days of Future Past? I watched First Class... Yeah, she's blue. She looks the same. No, Andy. What? Go back and watch. <laughs> she, okay, whatever. You're drunk. No, I've never seen any of the Hunger Games, so I wouldn't be able to pick her out of a lineup anyway. So. Gotcha. Jennifer Lawrence, kind of a big deal. I don't know her. But the thing that I took away from the Apocalypse trailer was that all these shots were, like, from down below or up above. There was no, like, eye-level shots. It was all people either jumping at you or, like, you were looking down at them. Do you think that's all because of 3D? Oh, yeah. I mean, they make so much off the IMAX, you know, view viewings. You, Daredevil, or Deadpool wasn't released in 3D, was it? I don't know. I don't go see that stuff. I'm I'm old school. I just I don't need anything coming at me. <laughs> oh! Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I don't I, you know, I think that they could tell that I I think if they're doing it for special effects then that's probably taken away from the story. So, when I saw that cuz you told me, "Hey, look up the the trailers um after the Super Bowl" cuz I asked you, "Was there anything <laughs> I missed?" Uh, so I watched it and I just I just was not impressed. I have I have zero excitement to go see this movie. It's going to be a chore to go see. <laughs> yeah, like I said, Psylocke really was the only thing that stood out to me, because it was a a pop of color, and she looked exactly like Psylocke from the comic book. That is pretty impressive that they can do that. You know, I I guess uh, seeing, you know, back in two thousand the first one the first X-Men, it was just so amazing because we'd really only had Blade before that, you know, when it comes to Marvel stuff. Right. So I guess I thought that after X-Men 1, you know, the black leather would slowly disappear and we'd get some color and stuff, but it just never happened. <laughs> <laughs> so it just looks like any other soup. It just the X-Men almost looks like a generic superhero movie. Yes, I. That's a good way of putting it. That's what I felt like too. I just didn't realize it. I'm like, it, uh, okay, a bunch of explosions, people running around. 
a blue guy. Yeah. Uh, how does this make it X-Men? But except you call them those names. I mean, you change their outfits, you change their personalities, you change their powers. How is that X-Men? I'm sad to hear you say this because I, I was counting on you to get me excited about this movie. No. <laughs> no. I mean, I even remember X-Men First Class seeing it like three weeks after it was out because I was so like, who cares about Beast and Mystique being the main players of the X-Men movies? Oh, it's yeah. silly. Yeah, it's just awful. Here's now, what... a team with Banshee. <laughs> No, uh, fast fast benders in this still again, right? Yeah. Okay, yep. I'll go see it for him because he does an amazing job. Oh, you're gonna see it for him. He'll be happy. Uh, I'll let him know. <laughs> um, <laughs> who's the guy that plays Professor X? James McAvoy. Oh, he's just awful. <laughs> Mr. Tumnus. <laughs> he he's a good actor, but I just don't like him in that role. Mm -hmm. I, you know, he he is good. But even though he's, he's bald. Even though he's bald or not bald? He's going to be bald in this movie. <laughs> it's from all the drugs he did. He lost his hair. Yeah. I'm like, how are they going to explain? What weird thing are they going to say made him do that? Is Wolverine in this movie? Uh, they will not, neither confirm nor deny. You know, it's kind of like... That's the biggest draw. I know. And they're not telling people? Like, people are like, well, if Wolverine's not in this movie, then what do I care? Well, I think that's the thing, is because he wasn't in Deadpool, and everybody thought he was going to be in Deadpool, and they weren't really sure if Deadpool was going to be a hit or not. So they're like, we can neither confirm nor deny. Yeah. But Deadpool ended up being successful on his own without Wolverine. But otherwise, he would have been the draw. Like, well, we got to see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. See, I think it's good that Deadpool didn't have Wolverine in it. But this movie... Needs Wolverine. Needs it. <laughs> he needs it. I think it needs a new... They need to just restart it. Because Brian Singer, he came to X-Men 1 and showed he kind of knew what he was doing. Uh, but, you know, that was 15 years ago. See, I'm a. I really enjoyed Days of Future Past. I thought it was, I thought it was good. I thought it was a redeeming movie for the franchise, and so, I thought it was neat. But this one is just like, oh my goodness, like so much. It doesn't look real. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you got to make the X Men a little bit believable. I think on the screen, uh, for it to really fly, or else it's just like, why not do the whole movie in CG? And what do you mean believable? Because I feel like X-Men is almost too grounded in reality. It needs to be more fantasy. Oh, I don't, I don't think so. I think for these to, to catch my attention or to work on a, on a, on a real level, you almost need that, um, that X-2 going through the mansion with the guns and everything and fighting the soldiers more so than you need a giant sentinel. Hmm. I think that just takes... I mean, we could probably discuss this all day, but I think it just takes away from what X-Men is. And the X-Men is about fighting this guy that can control refrigerators and magnets and... And, <laughs> and refrigerator magnets. <laughs> seriously, like anything made out of metal. Like, that's so fantasy. And the dude is... There's another dude, and he's super hairy and blue, and he can, you know, jump around and walk on the ceiling. Like, it's fantasy, and... 
what made X-Men 2 probably the best, I think, of all the, the movies was, yeah, in that mansion fight scene, there was a big metal guy, and he was saving people. And there was a dude that could literally freeze a wall to keep them out that made it cool. And this chick was walking through walls, and another guy was stabbing people with these foot-long claws out of his, his fists. Otherwise, it's just a generic... It goes to back to the genericness of the last few movies. Well, I think we'll transition into Deadpool, but I think that's where Deadpool succeeded. In, in that aspect, where it was like still grounded and believable and like... Okay, this could take place in normal, everyday life type of thing. Even though he had this crazy healing factor and even though Colossus was next to him and everything. All these other people were still living their lives and still able to cope with the reality that was set before them. Even knowing that uh, these people out there, these mutants out there, had all these crazy cosmic power type things. Mm-hmm. You don't think so? No, I do. To an extent, I just—it's a fantasy genre. So give me, give me an, give me an example of a of a movie that would be similar where everybody has powers or it's kind of limitless, and uh, so I can get a like a visual feel for what the movie would look like. Well, I think that's kind of how Avenger, the first Avengers, was so successful. They were they were okay to have this these space aliens come out and fight for 40 minutes you know that's very much a fantasy that there's these whales of aliens fighting this big green monster and a guy that controls the lightning with the hammer you know that is very fantasy and they were all in brightly colored outfits except for hawkeye and black widow the x-men is completely opposite of that their biggest villains have been you know striker He's a human. That that's awesome, you know. Uh, Magneto depowered. Oh, okay. Uh, and we're all in black leather. It's the completely opposite. And you look at Avengers and how successful it is. I think they just tap into more of what the comic book is than what X Men does. X Men. I mean, Brian Singer has even said that no comic books are allowed on set. Well, you're making a comic book movie, bro. I think that's a great example. I mean, I, I think that helps me visualize what you're talking about, that you could do it, because Avengers was extremely successful with what they were doing, and um, it didn't feel too outlandish. It didn't feel... Because people, you know, the reaction was there. You know, like the, the, the population interacted, and they said, yeah, we're definitely scared of these things, instead of like, oh, mutants. <laughs> So I, I guess I do have to change my mind then based on what I said about Deadpool, though. Um, I don't know. There's got to be a good balance. How come they can't pull it off? How come they can't? I, 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 the whole beast thing throws it off. Now, I thought Nightcrawler did well among uh, the, the team and the population, the humans that he interacted with. But Beast is just... Maybe it's his portrayal and how stupid he is. <laughs> you know, like in in those last two movies. Because he's just dumb, right? Well, he kind of creates stuff. <laughs> no, I mean like his, his character. Mm. The guy, how he played his character was just like, 
just a background character that just stuck out like a sore thumb the whole time. Well, I mean, then you can chalk things up to writing. Because I think an actor can only do so much with what he's given. You know, when your line is, do you know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? <laughs> the same thing that happens to everything. <laughs> like, how do you make that line any better? <laughs> like, that's terrible. That's awful. We need something with uh, thunder or lightning or uh, weather on this. I got a great idea. <laughs> that's perfect. Write it up. You're a genius. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, there's multiple different factors. You know, Halle Berry was, is an Oscar winner, and she's like, I can only do so much with this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to Deadpool. Yeah, why don't you tell me about Deadpool? Okay, so I saw this movie. Um, let's let's deal with the R-rated stuff separately, right? Okay, okay. so this is, first of all, this is a family-friendly podcast. This is not a movie we recommend. We're just reviewing it. Um, I thought, I was very conflicted about the portrayal of Deadpool in this. During the action scenes and everything, when he is in the mask, he is amazing. Like, I, I totally enjoyed him. He was totally believable. He was totally on par with the character that I read in, in Daniel Way's Deadpool run in uh, Fabian Nicias, or how do you say his name? I think it's Nicieza. Nicieza? Uh, Fabian Nicieza's run that I, before that previously, Gail Simone, like, all that lined up to me, and I was like, this is, this is really a good portrayal of this character. You know, just totally insane. He's doing whatever he wants, you know, whether it be for money or for revenge. He's going out there and he's just making a mess and he doesn't really care. And these, you know, these things like, ah, I was bored or, or, you know, oh, I need to amuse myself. I thought that was really spot on with the character. But the other half of the movie, after he got turned into, you know, after his uh, mutant ability was more pronounced and act activated, when he wasn't in the mask, he seemed like a totally sane person. So, like, if you're insane, you should be insane in the mask and outside of the mask, right? Mm hmm So, like, it seemed like two different characters. Now, somebody pointed out to me, they were like, well, you're taking away the plot. You can't sell a movie that has zero plot and zero characterization, no character growth, no point to what you're doing. And, yeah, that's a good argument. I mean, it'd, it'd be very tough to sell that. But, like, when he was in his mask, like, when he's like in the car and he says have you seen this man and you know, he shows up the picture and everything like that is exactly the deadpool that i read yeah but when he's sitting there saying i don't know i don't know what to do or i have to go after my girl or i have to help this person that's not the deadpool that i read in the comics at all whether he's in the mask or outside of the mask so why was there a big change there gotcha what did you think that was something I had not thought about, but you're right. There is kind of a difference between... Maybe, you know, in this version, the mask just elevates the craziness. The costume was fantastic. Like it's an escapism. Exactly! Why, why, why can't you do that with the other X-Men characters? Oh, it was, it was amazing. I couldn't believe how spot on the costume was. Yeah, that was, that was Deadpool. And I think that was, for the most part, if you read a Deadpool comic... And you want to see a literal turn, um, an almost sometimes word for word literal translation, translation to a movie screen. Deadpool's the movie for you. 
Now, do you think it played well amongst comic readers, or and do you think that it played well amongst the general population? Somebody just texted me and said it went over 500 million. Yeah, worldwide. and it wasn't even released in China, which is a huge movie market. I think it's second to us. So, I mean, are these mainly comic book readers, or what's the big draw if you're not a comic book reader? Like, I don't understand why other people would go see this movie. Well, I think, you know, for the past 10 years, comic book movies have been a draw to everyone, not just because if just comic book readers are reading them, none of them would be successful, you know, right. so let's just say that. But they're like action movies with sci-fi and they're superheroes. So people are really intrigued by them and they, they like to go see a good superhero movie. So it had that, but then it was a superhero movie that was a comedy that we don't see a whole lot of, at least mainstream, that you know you're going to see a Marvel, the the Marvel logo show up at the beginning of the trailer. You know we've not necessarily seen too much of that, and the marketing for this movie was pure genius. <laughs> I think it comes to that is that this was the most creative marketing and branding for a movie I've seen in a long time. They were just willing to make fun of themselves, make fun of everyone else, do things that people would never think of, and it came. It really translated well with the audience. I think that, yeah, the people pro probably saw the marketing and said, oh, this is definitely something I want to go see. They're letting them see this. There were a bunch of inside jokes that people, like the buddy I went with, uh, he didn't understand when they showed the action figure of Deadpool from Wolverine. Like, he didn't get all that. But, man, I laughed out loud when I saw that. I was like, oh, that is so funny. You know, but still, yeah. there was enough in there that he liked the character and he enjoyed uh, watching him on screen and everything. So I, I just think it's an interesting phenomenon that it's, it's done so well. I mean, this is a di directorial debut. It's a movie that they break the fourth wall that... He talks to the audience. Uh, he talks about the movie, so it's meta as well. Um, you know, like, people didn't necessarily know ne that it was part of the X-Men franchise, even. Mm -mm. And so yet they're going to see this guy with swords who's funny. So I, I just, it's just, it boggles my mind that it's doing so well. Oh, but, I mean, I think just for a lot of the reasons I listed is what it was. And and there was a lot of talk about the movie, too, because of the way that it was, um, you know, advertised to people and because of the authenticity that that the fans were able to see. I think it got them excited. So they were talking about it as opposed to like how many people are talking about X-Men Apocalypse? They're not. It's the same marketing they've done since X-Men 1. It looks the exact same. None of the actors are just like, this is amazing. This is so great. Ryan Reynolds was doing all that stuff. You know? yeah. Somebody was asking me how it was, and I was like, well, it's definitely, it, it's not for the faint of heart, but if you take <laughs> out all that stuff, I, I just don't, I, I read an article uh, about, like, about the movie and it's just getting a ton of press about how how violent and vulgar it is but i don't understand like there's so many movies out there just as violent and vulgar and do you think this that people are taking 
taking notice of this because it's a superhero movie? Yeah, I think it goes back to what I had said earlier with the whole the Marvel at the beginning of it. You know, there's a Marvel icon over place of an R-rated movie, and that's never happened before. And was there a Marvel icon over Blade? Oh, maybe you're right then. Never mind. And Pun- Punisher was R, right? Yeah. Well, nobody saw that, but. Dude, I love that movie. <laughs> I know you made me watch it. <laughs> I did make you watch it, and you were a good sport too. It was a little rough. <laughs> but I think I think you know uh, a Deadpool comic can be read by a ten year old because their words are like you know they use an asterisk or a dollar sign or whatever for bad words and then there's these black boxes for nudity and it's just funny and it's silly and he's eating chimichangas and riding in a taco ch- truck and shooting a sheep out of a gun and stuff like that and it's funny well that is funny and a ten year old could read that or whatever. But then when a 10-year-old goes to the movie theater and there aren't those asterisks and those black boxes and, you know, a, a picture, you know, an animated picture, you know, by Mark Bagley drawing Deadpool cutting a guy's head off doesn't look nearly as real and intense as the real thing. Right. And I think that's where a lot of that is coming from. Is there So you like, think the translation from paper to movie is, is why this is catching a lot of attention? Yeah, and there's... They're just like, we can't believe that, you know, you know, 100 million moms against Deadpool or whatever. What? Or, you know, we, we want Deadpool to be, uh, we want a PG-13 version of, of Deadpool. Is that a real thing? People are saying that? Yeah, yeah, there was a, there's a whole petition out and... Uh, oh my goodness, I thought you were joking, man. That's great, that's terrible. Make the movie, go see it or don't go see it. Well, yeah, even in the theater that we were in, there were quite a few kids in there. Like, oh, I don't even know if this is okay for me. <laughs> I don't think your, you know, your nine and ten year old should be seeing this. Well, this is something I wanted to talk about too. When Jackie asked me how it was, and I was like, I am just so surprised. Like, I had only seen t- two trailers for it, right? Okay. And I walked. In, I was very surprised at how vulgar it was. When I read Daniel Way or or uh, Fabian's comics, that's not in there. When I read the Deadpool comic, I don't see that stuff unless it's a Max title. And how many Max titles have has Deadpool had? One? Like, that's it. So, when I read Spidey, uh, Spider-Man Deadpool number one, he was making a lot of, like, sexual jokes and sexual innuendos, and I could not figure it out. I was like, why is this stuff in here? But then, after I saw the movie, I said, oh, they're changing his character. They're prepping for the movie release. And that's why he's making these comics. Did you read that comic? Uh, Deadpool Spider-Man one. Yeah. No, but I I read a I saw a couple panels because they were hinting at um, homosexuality and saying that this is proof of it. For Deadpool. Deadpool and Spider-Man number one because of how they're they're attached in the web, and the the joke that Deadpool makes about it, like I think it's just a joke. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, that, homosexuality never occurred to me at all. Um, he was he was making these off-color jokes, obviously, but it really stuck out to me, like, this isn't, when I read Cable Deadpool, like, those 80 issues or whatever, it was, I don't remember anything, like, overtly sexual and explicit like that. And so, like, when I saw this movie, I was like, wow, like, I don't understand why they translated it in that way. 
Like, I knew it was going to be violent, and I knew it was going to be gory, but I didn't quite know it was going to be that overtly sexual. Mm. And so, like, when when I came back and Jackie asked me about it, I was like, I was really surprised. And then, I don't, I don't know, like, other people apparently weren't that surprised. I wasn't sure. Like, I even talked to one guy here at work who saw it, and he was like, well, that's the character, man. I was like... No, it's not the character. When's the last time you read a Deadpool comic? He's like, oh, I don't read. I don't read comics. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like you can't say that. So as far as like the insanity and the craziness and, and the costume and how he acts, I thought it was it was fantastic. And it was probably one of the best translations to a to the big screen that I've ever seen. But as far as the like the overtly sexual comments and the off-color jokes. I was like, we could do without that, you know? You can make a crazy person who just runs his mouth constantly. I mean, somebody was like, oh, he's a merc with a mouth. I was like, that means he won't shut up. That doesn't mean he's explicit. I don't know. Did you get any of that sense? Like, it was... it Was, was it exactly the character that you knew? Or, or were you like, hey, wait a minute, this isn't the same character? I, I mean, I thought it was pretty true to form in a lot of the Deadpool comics. Um, I think maybe it was amplified a little bit because, you know, they got the R rating or whatever. But I, I think probably for the most part, I think it was pretty true to to who he was. So when you read, I mean, have you read a lot of Deadpool comics that make that have a bunch of sexual overtones? Um, well, I mean, well, I don't really care for Deadpool. Like, at all. I just don't really like his stuff. But the books that I do have, you know, I can't say I've read more than once or twice. And, you know, I can't, I mean, I can't pick the exact issue right now off the top of my head. But I do know that he curses, and I do know that I've seen black boxes covering naughty bits (laughs) and things like that in the past. I don't remember any of that in in Deadpool comics unless it was like a Max title. Um, So if you weren't into the character, then why'd you go see the movie? Because you skipped Fantastic Four, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I I was 90% sure this was going to be pretty authentic. Uh, it looked like it was going to be funny. I'm, I am I love the X-Men, and this looked like this could be a pretty authentic version of Colossus. <laughs> what did you think about the version of Colossus? He was a wimp. <laughs> he was a wimp that got beat up by this, you know, Z-list Morlock character, Angel Dust. And he's just stupid. He just sounded like he was trying to be this goody two-shoes, but he just came off sounding dumb and getting beat up way too easily. But that was the point, to laugh at the moral character, right? It, and you're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that they were pointing out to to make it funny and to make it okay and to soften the blow because i mean let's let's face it it was it was more gory than daredevil it was more brutally violent than daredevil oh yeah yet it was okay like i didn't i wasn't squeamish at all about it because it was funny and laughing the whole time and so and the reason part of the reason why it was funny and laughing the whole time when when deadpool straight up murders that dude is because, oh, let's make fun of Colossus, who's saying, oh, you got to do the right thing. You know, like, and even the nudity after all that, when when Colossus says, oh, you, you know, hey, you know, you need to cover yourself. They, you know, they just made fun of that whole thing, too. So, 
I, I did I did find that like somewhat offensive because not because it was not a good portrayal, but because just like in um, Age of Ultron when they keep pointing out Cap and saying, oh, language, oh, watch your language and everything. They point out how ridiculous being moral is or having standards is. Um, I, di- I didn't appreciate that because the same thing in Daredevil. They just went to desensitize you and say, hey, we're going to do all this because being good is ridiculous. That's a really, really, really good point, man. You're absolutely right. So did you take Jennifer or no? No, she had zero interest in going. I got you. So just went with some friends. But it it was definitely, you know, it was, you know, while I was entertained, I was definitely thinking, like, should I be seeing this? (laughs) You know? Right. Right. It's, you know, we are a family-friendly podcast, and we try to live our our lives that way, not just um, portraying a podcast with one image and then living another way. So I did definitely struggle with, with that part you know while something might be entertaining doesn't mean it's the best for you right well and and i had read another article that said that a lot of christians were wondering whether or not to go to this movie but and specifically it was talking about the the sexual overtones and the nudity and everything and i i really took issue with that article because i said well wait a minute whoa whoa wait you're not going to go see this movie because of that it's a maniac who is killing people on a in a revenge rampage, and there's a bunch of language and stuff. Are you so Christians are good with that, and not the other stuff? Like, what's the deal here? You know. So yeah, it's. Uh, I understand what you mean about, you know, should we really be watching this? What are the moral standards and everything? And um, I think it's important to go in with a critical eye of anything and not just sit back and let it wash over you regardless of whether it's labeled good or bad, you know? Mm-hmm. No, that's a good point. And, and, you know, I know that I often, you know, I don't have as much of a problem with violence as I do language. Why that is, I don't know. And why one is more okay than the other, I don't think is true. But for me, that's, yeah, that's how it's always worked, I guess. Yeah for whatever reason. I've just found that, like, if I hear more language, I'm more likely to say it. But I've never seen somebody's head cut off, and I really wanted to go cut somebody's head off. I understand. I don't know if that justifies it. But... No, I understand. So, you, I mean, it's more of a sensitive issue because you're prone, you think that you're prone more to do that than the other. Sure. It would be like somebody that, you know, maybe struggles with a porn addiction or whatever. It's they can see the violence and hear the language, but a sex scene could really bother them, you know? Right. Yep. Especially when they're trying to fight something. Yeah. And then they're trying to stay, have self-control. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, last thing on Deadpool with the after credit scene and how, how the movie was, you know, the general tone of the movie, let's say they have a sequel. Will the sequel have the same tone and is it possible to have the same tone if you bring cable in? I think it'll have the same tone, but I think they'll, you know, you always have to up it for the sequel, don't you think? Um, yeah, but that's, I mean, I think that's a different issue. Like, if if they have a sequel and Cable's there, he's he's a kind of a no-nonsense character. Now, he's not like a moral compass like they were using um, Colossus as, but can you be as crazy and over-the-top 
with him there, or will do you think it'll take the stance of him maybe uh, like just Deadpool bothering Cable nonstop, or how do you think it's going to play? And then also, will if they're both in an X Force movie, how will his character translate from one movie to the next and still have that uh, still have that feel that's the exact same character, but not ruin the X Force movie? Well, I don't know the answer to those questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but what do you what uh -oh. do you think? I mean, when we saw Deadpool show up in in Remender's Uncanny X Force, um, it was amazing how well he handled it. So he showed up, and it was like still the same Deadpool, but under control. It was still the same character, but he didn't overpower the book at all. Um, do you, I do think... you think it's possible to translate that to? on the screen i think if cable comes in and it's a cable and deadpool movie it'll be similar to the sh the series how it's kind of like a buddy a buddy comedy you know in many ways but i think it will definitely be that cable's being bothered and stuff uh i believe if they do x-force it'll probably go for rated r you know they'll go in that vein and say you know the x-men movies are successful but look at what we've done with a rated r we've got deadpool and and a poor man's version of the X-Men. Uh, let's just go full throttle with this. And I don't think they're really going to necessarily be worried about the brand or whatever. Is there is there plans to do an X-Force movie before a Deadpool sequel? Do you know? I don't... There have been plans for this X-Force movie forever. And Rob Liefeld has even you know tweeted that he's read the script and he knows the characters in it and it's going to be awesome. But this was all before... You know, this little $58 million budgeted Deadpool movie went on to make half a billion in just two weeks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I think everything's up for grabs right now. I mean, what are your thoughts on those those same questions? Uh, I think it's, it's possible in the comics. Obviously, we saw it with Remender. Um, he didn't necessarily break the fourth wall, and so it was kind of like instead of interacting with Deadpool on that level, you're watching him. Um, and you still see the same character, but he's more like of an annoyance to the reader as if you were part of the team instead of watching him for entertainment. Um, I don't know if that would translate very well on the screen because it seems I, it might, I might have to see how Suicide Squad does because you have the Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn character who is similar She's supposed to be crazy over the top, and yet she's supposed to be on the team. But since they've already set the precedent with him being just off-the-wall nuts, um, I don't know how they could contain him and still have enough room for the rest of the characters and everything and it not be Deadpool and the X-Force, you know? Well, yeah, I think it probably will be. It, it'll be like the X-Men movies or Wolverine and the X-Men for the yeah. most part. Hmm. You know? I don't know. I, I, it'll be it'll be difficult, I think. It'll be difficult to strike that balance. I, I just don't think the X-Men ever did a good job of that. W with Wolverine in the movies? Yeah. Yeah, I think Wolverine was always the focal point. And then there, it was Wolverine guest starring, guy with the glasses, girl that shot the toad, and the redhead. <laughs> Even in X3? Yeah, I think so. I, the, the themes always revolved around Hugh Jackman. I don't think that that's wrong. I mean, he is Wolverine. But 
when you're making an ensemble movie, either it's an ensemble movie or it's not an ensemble movie. And they could have easily just called this Wolverine and the X-Men. <clears throat> yeah, agree. Agreed. <laughs> so they might have to do that Deadpool and the X-Force type of thing. Yeah, X-Force and Deadpool, or they'll come up with some funny funny movie title. What did you what did you think of the opening credits? The way that they were naming the cast of the characters? Yeah. I thought that was genius. It was hilarious. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good too. I I thought, man, these people can really laugh at themselves and not take this not like think of how I don't know if it's masked pride or or humility, but think of how humble you would have to be and be like, look, we're not going to name anybody. We're going to do this for the for the movie, for the sake of the movie. Everybody's going to forego this. Uh, I think I think that that's great. I mean, and if it if they go all in, then you know that reflects better on everybody. You'd be like, oh yeah, our movie we did this way, you know. Yeah, there had to be a lot of trust that yes. all right, this is going to be okay. Everyone, set your ego at the door. Even though this might be the big movie for many of you, you've never been anything before. Uh, just. Just trust Ryan Reynolds and the, the team behind it that we know what we're doing. I'm kind of happy that this did well, not because of the content, but because of the concept. So, like, okay, now we can go off the beaten path. Now we can explore different things. We made this work, you know? We made a superhero comedy that was just off the wall work. Uh, you know, and Marvel has had guardians of the galaxy and they had ant-man which was kind of a comedy you know a lot of people thought that ant-man was really really funny but i thought the timing and the dialogue was off and it wasn't all that funny you know it's not one i have to own or anything like that and the same with guardians but this was i mean they they pulled it off so well that i hope that encouraged them to i'm not talking about the rating or anything like that but but to to go off into subgenres that they wouldn't normally explore they just have to do it right. Right. Absolutely. The last but I thing think we that want. this proved that they could and still make money. Yeah, they can. They just don't, you know, you don't want a bunch of Deadpool lights coming up next. Right. I'm not saying go to the same subgenre. I mean, I think that they really need to say, okay, well, we had success with that. Not, okay, well, we need to make another crazy comedy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We'll see if that's what they do, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to hit some current events? We'll talk about uh, Pleasant Hill and then our, our reading lists. Do we have the time? Do you have the time, sir? I said, do we? I, I'm good to go. Okay. All right. So let's do it. Let's hit some current events. Current events. All right, so Pleasant Hill. Okay, this this Avengers standoff. Welcome to Pleasant Hill number one. Can this be any more convolutedly named? <laughs> tell me why. It, it's weird, right? Well, tell me why. Avengers standoff? Because there's no series Avengers standoff. It's not leading into Avengers standoff as a as a series right mm -hmm. 
or an event or a crossover or anything. And Welcome to Pleasant Hill, I understand that's kind of like your alpha. That's just the title. But it was like, it. this had nothing to do with Avengers standoff, the content of this, right? Mm-hmm. What's the next one? Isn't it just Welcome to Assault on Pleasant Hill Alpha? Yeah. Yeah, so why is this named this way? Uh, I think uh, Marvel just wanted to do that. <laughs> I guess the next one is Avengers Standoff Assault on Pleasant Hill Alpha number one. Say that wow. five times fast. That is a mouthful. And it wraps up with Avengers Standoff Assault on Pleasant Hill Omega number one. This, this is pretty convoluted. It's <laughs> <laughs> so pretty convoluted. <laughs> All right, what'd you think of this? Um, I really I read it today, and uh, I wasn't sure where what I was reading for the. It was thirty nine pages. Uh, I think like the first twenty nine, I wasn't really sure what was going on. Like, <laughs> uh, there's nobody in this book that I know except right. for Maria Hill and the Doctor from the Thor movies. Right, that was weird, right? <laughs> I don't know. Like the jury was really out. Until... I couldn't even. I couldn't even peg the artist. Like, oh, the was art sp- was not good. It was supposed to be Bagley, but then the first five pages was. It looked like somebody else. Yeah, it was kind of rushed. It was really weird. And then actually, the the the, uh, the title page with Mer- is that taken from another comic? It has to be. Because it looks it, like a Kuna. Right, it does. It looks like a Kuna. But I don't remember reading that anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure what that was pulled from. Or if it was just what he did for this book. But he's not even credited. I don't know. We're supposed to be the experts. So I feel kind of dumb. Yeah, we're not supposed to be the experts. We're just talking about this. <laughs> this is just our reaction. So I, when I read this, um, I went through it, and I actually really enjoyed this book. Um, I thought the art was, you know, here, here, there, whatever. Um, but it intrigued me. It felt fresh and new, which is really strange. I don't know why it felt that way. Um, it really did throw me for a loop because um, I kept – trying to figure out well bucky doesn't have blonde hair so yeah. but i mean obviously they did that on purpose i knew right away that hill maria hill and pleasant hill were the same hill oh you did yeah i was pretty proud of myself oh, you're smarty marty and then when they said i am the mayor i was like oh you took away my smartness because you told me oh okay <laughs> so i was disappointed i knew that that was uh what's his name eric selvig selvig oh, that was weird bruce banner being there that was really strange um the the announcement was like sit back relax after all you could end up happy too i was like holy cow this is terrible like what's going on here i i kind of it was kind of refreshing i guess because you know that the city is bad and you don't it's not it's not like somebody lurking within it it's not a mystery anymore they told you the answer to the mystery right there so it wasn't like a like a original sin thing where Mm -hmm. it's like oh you're gonna wait till the last issue and then 
It's like, oh, he killed him. Like, it yeah. just didn't make any sense. So I'm glad they told us this right away. I can kind of see in the future how this would relate to Civil War II. Because doesn't this crossover end up leading into the Civil War II event? It's supposed to, yeah. <laughs> After reading this, I don't know. <laughs> well, it just wasn't what I thought it was going to be at all. I don't know who this girl is. She's crazy. And then, so the, the, after everything, the last page truly disappointed me. Because oh. I was like, the fixer? <laughs> Come on. And then, like, it looks like Kid Baron Zemo, right? But it's Mark Bagley. He looks like he's 12. That's how he draws everyone. Ah. So I thought it was cool that it was Baron Zemo, but the fixer, I was like, uh. And I don't know how that machine made them get their costumes on. It reveals their true self. Their true self isn't like this cape weirdo loincloth costume thing. Okay, but you know what? It's a comic book. And guns. This isn't... Suddenly I have weapons. These aren't the movies, Andy. These are the talkies. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm interested, but I will. I probably won't read all of these issues um i'm trying to think which issues i'm gonna read about this because <laughs> i'm not reading agents of shield uncanny avengers is up in the air i'm not reading all new all different i'm not reading new avengers howling commandos it was all right but dropped it illuminati not reading so it's like when will i get this story um i have a feeling it's probably going to be in maybe the bigger Avengers titles than some of these littler ones. Like, I, there's no way that... I mean, I guess you could. You could make the reader read Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but you're going to have a lot of pushback. You're going to make the reader read Howling Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Illuminati well, number six? Howling Commandos has already been canceled. Was it? Oh, no! Yeah. All right, so tell me what you thought of this. Anything besides your initial... Well, I thought the ending was great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was reading comics during the first Thunderbolts when the Thunderbolts first came out. Yeah, uh, I don't. You don't. You weren't right. Correct. So I remember that reading. Oh, there's this new team. Um, they came about after Onslaught. Da -da. Oh my goodness! It's the Masters of Evil. <laughs> you know, just like <laughs> shocked. It, nothing had been done like this before. This is before the internet, you know, spoiled everything. You really didn't see that last page coming. And I had the exact same feeling with this. I didn't realize this was going to be the Winter Soldier Thunderbolts title that we'd seen previews of. I oh. did not make that connection. And the whole time I was not expecting Baron Zemo. I knew it was going to be somebody, but I kept thinking how it was going to be Bucky. And uh, I never thought it was going to be Baron Zemo and the Fixer. So then that last page, it took me back to 1997. <laughs> so like, you really enjoyed it, though? Like that reveal? The last page was worth the first uh, 38. 38. See, I enjoyed the first 38, and I didn't like the last one. Well, the first 38 was very much Truman Show to me. Yes. I'm like, I've seen that movie. I don't need it repeated in a comic book. But then as the story went on and it was like, well, this is a, um, a new way to house prisoners and this is what we're doing with Graviton. It's like, now this is intriguing me. This is interesting. 
Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. Then I see Baron Zemo, and I'm like, shut the front door. Shut the window, shut the garage door. Holy cow. So are you going to read all those tie-ins? No. No, I've got a life. I I mean, (laughs) those things are just, a lot of those are wasteful. But I th- I will probably pick up a couple that I wouldn't necess- normally read. You know, probably so the main think... Avengers books. Okay, so let's look at this. Uh, Alpha and Omega, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe Uncanny Avengers? Yeah, probably Uncanny. Maybe, maybe new. And then probably all new. All different. What about Captain America, Sam? Uh, I feel like I'm going to probably have to because his character is going to lead into civil war two, you know? Right. But isn't civil war two mainly iron man and captain Marvel or no, that's what they've told us. But a lot of the images are showing Sam. Right. Yeah. And you know, iron man and Thor's titles aren't on this list at all. Well, and at the end of this, isn't that when captain Steve Rogers becomes the other captain America? It's, uh, I don't know if it's at the end of this, but I, I, I know there's going to be another title, yeah. So I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to need, I'm not going to need to, but I'm going to want to have some of that backstory. Yeah. Are you going to yeah. read many more of these? Um, I'm not going to read Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm not going to read New Avengers. Can't can't do that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So I'll, I'll probably continue with Captain America, Sam Wilson. Maybe Illuminati number six, but... Has that? Have you read that at all? Mm-mm, no. Okay. All right. Well, let's go into our reading list. Let's let's do that before we talk about. It. Now, how did you how did you divide yours up? Like you told me to. Like I. T- all right. Good. All right. So basically, what we're doing here, we now most of the number ones for the all new, all different, amazing, fantastic, extraordinary are out. Right. So we've given them all a shot, or we've picked up what we are going to pick up. And uh, so I'm very interested in what you are reading, and I am going to color code yours oh. what you're reading. So okay. it's going to be fantastic. Well, I think I did it wrong then. <laughs> Why? Why? I made a list of every Marvel title, and then I just went in order and wrote down beside them which category it would fall into. Okay, that's fine. We can do that. So I don't necessarily have them, like, all the... On my list to tries. They're not all together. Okay. I gotcha. A little bit more inconvenient, but okay. Yeah. So if you, if I can work on getting them in order. No, 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 no. I want you to pay attention to what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I've not done this before. This is new. Oh, I think we did this once before. No, I mean paying attention. Oh, right, 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 right. I'm sorry. I wasn't listening to what you're saying. You can't pull the same joke back on me. (laughs) <laughs> so what which ones do you want to do first then why don't you go down the list and tell me which ones you are actively. definitely reading right. actively reading. so those are ars okay oh and of course i'm searching the document and it says can't find any <laughs> well yes it can okay so actively reading extraordinary x-men all new x-men oh so these aren't even in alphabetical order you're making this Making this extremely difficult. Well, I thought you... I mean, if you were doing this, it would make sense for you to just send me the blank list that you had. <laughs> oh, okay. Right? No, it would make sense that you would go and find a list of all of them, and those would be in alphabetical order. 
No, I went to our website, marvel616politics.com, and I picked out the, the February solicitations. I went to Wikipedia, Marvel Comics being published right now. Well, you texted me and said, where can I find a list of all the Marvel books coming out? And I said, our website. And I said, never mind, I got it. No, you didn't. Didn't I? No, you were like, something like, I can't believe I didn't know that, or oh, duh, or something along those lines. Like, yeah, we should be the source for that. <laughs> okay. All right. Extraordinary X-Men. But all new X-Men. All the X-Men books. <laughs> okay. Does that help you? So that's Uncanny X-Men, right? Yep, Old Man Logan, All New Wolverine. There are five X-Men books. That's it? Wow. I know, it's sad. Wait, Scarlet Witch? She's not X-Men. I thought she was a mutant. I thought she was Magneto's daughter. Yeah, I did too. So, okay, so you're reading All New Wolverine. How is that? It's okay. You're going to continue to read that? It it fills that X-Men void, you know? Like, there's I'm used to reading a certain amount of X-Men titles. And they have not shown up with the all-new, all-different Marvel Universe. Right. So I, I feel like I just have to take whatever they give me. Otherwise, I have to read Drax. Yeah, all right, so yeah. all-new X-Men. Are you enjoying that one? Not really. <laughs> that's, that's a shame. All right, Extraordinary X-Men? Yes, like best Marvel title out there. Oh, all right. Old Man Logan? Um, there have only been two issues, but it's been pretty good. Yeah, I agree. I enjoy that. Um, do you like the art? Uh, at times. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have McNiven on it. Are you? What are, what are your thoughts on those five titles? Um, I am. Well, I haven't. I'm not reading all all new Wolverine, all new X Men. I'm barely hanging on. Yeah. Um, With all the Cyclopses. Yeah, extraordinary X Men is probably really good. I'm just not that interested. <laughs> um, Old Man Logan is is good. It's really good, and Uncanny X Men I think is really good as well. Hmm. So you like Uncanny? Dude, when they when they killed Elixir, right? Isn't that who they? Killed? Oh, so sad. I was like, wow, this book is awesome. <laughs> so you like Uncanny over Extraordinary? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So what else are you reading? Um, Amazing Spider Man and Vision. That's it? Yeah. So you're, you're actively reading seven titles? Actively reading seven titles, yeah. Wow, dude. I know. I know. Like, I want to read more. Like, Marvel, if you're listening, <laughs> I have money. And I would love to give it to you. Seriously, like, <laughs> let me give you some money. But you don't want it. You want to give me Drax and Power Man and Iron Fist and Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur and Web Warriors. What in the world? Stop doing this stuff, you know? <laughs> what are your what are your ARs? Okay, act, uh, actively reading Amazing Spider-Man, uh, Astonishing Ant-Man. I'm enjoying that. Carnage, Daredevil, Doctor Strange, Extraordinary X-Men. You're going to laugh at this one, but I am enjoying it. Hercules. Whoa. <laughs> it's not it's not Pac. <laughs> um Invincible Iron Man. Old Man Logan, Red Wolf. What? Spider-Man number one. Or Spider-Man. Like, Bendis' Spider-Man. Dude, Spider-Man number one was great. It was, like, it was an amazing comic. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, I'm putting that on the list right now for issue of the year, and then I'm going to grade everything else against it. <laughs> <laughs> Uncanny Inhumans, Uncanny X-Men, and Vision. 
Whoa. So that's four, 14 right there. Okay, so you're reading double. Yeah. What's interesting to me is two years ago, you would be reading 58 titles. That's true. You know? Yep. I don't have the time. Well, Marvel was like, you know what? We got enough money. Andy, we don't want yours. Yeah, you can take a break for a while. Thanks. That's great. <laughs> okay, so what are you what are you eating, first of all? I'm sorry, I put a piece of gum in my mouth while you were talking. Oh, okay. All right. And then what are you barely just hanging on reading? Okay, that would be called RBJBHO. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Because I I know I labeled all of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Uncanny Avengers, because that whole pot, like, not pot, <laughs> that plant monster thingy was... Oh, it was just a terrible way to start oh. this title. Cable is the only redeeming thing, and then the trickery of Gambit. Uh. Uh, don't get me started. So, barely hanging on. Um, RBBJHO. A-Force. I did not read this. How is this? Oh, you didn't even give it a chance. No, I ha- I, no, I didn't. That's okay. You're like I said, barely hanging. Um, yep, those are the two. <laughs> so you are a total of reading nine. Yeah. Wow, dude. What are we gonna do with the show? What are we gonna talk about? Marvel, I think, will be within the next year. I say at this time next year, it'll be a totally different place because there's then... no way these titles are all miniseries. Oh, they have to be, they right? Are. Yeah, they're all miniseries. Marvel is going to get the number, the sales numbers back, and even though they're number one, they're number one in a sea of books not selling from DC and Image as well. Mm-hmm. So the retailers are upset, the fans are upset, the shareholders are upset. The dollars do not lie is what it comes down to. The shareholders have... Uh, you've read articles and stuff? No, they're going to have to be because... If you look at the numbers that Marvel's selling now, they're so far down and they're so low. But because they're number one, Tom Brevoort gets on Facebook and Twitter and says, doesn't matter, we're still number one. Uh, oh, see, this, this, is, this is crazy because they are trying to push. I mean, okay, I'm trying to judge motives that I don't know anything about. But they're trying to push these changes on the on the general reading population, and they don't want it. Yeah. They want the normal, regular stuff, and that's what sells because that's what people like. Yes. And then when you try to do way too much, then people are like, eh, I don't like this at all. And it's like, oh, no, you really do like this. Yeah, and they're saying no. <laughs> that's crazy, man. That's I mean, they're just – they're even like an art style. You know, Marvel used to have like a house art style. And some books would look a little different, but for the gist, you know, you knew it was a Marvel book. The Marvel books now look all over the place. Every five-year-old that can draw, they'll hire and say it's quirky, but it's supposed to take place in the serious universe that the same thing Pleasant Hill is taking place in, you know? Yeah, that, that, some of that does kind of bother me. I mean, I, I felt some of that when I read uh, Power Man, Iron Fist. Yeah, it's it is all over the place and it's just you know if if axel keeps his job for another three years i will be shocked all right so are you done you're barely hanging on (laughs) yeah i didn't have too many to add to that list but i want to hear what you've got okay all new x-men which i really want to like this time i I really do you know like it's it's it seems like it's got good characters but 
it's not as meaningful and because of my time constraints and because it's not outstanding. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, Captain America, Sam Wilson. I want to stick with this book, <laughs> especially because it's going to be, especially because I want to, I, I'll probably read it until the new Captain America. And so if he's got a role in it, then I want to see how it happens, you know? Mm-hmm. And it will be interesting to see what the sales numbers are when Cap- when Steve gets his own title. I wonder if these sales numbers are going to drop. Well, they're awfully low already. Are they really? Yeah, I want to say he was in the 80s. Wow. Wow. It's not a bad book. It's just I don't care about this character at all. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man Deadpool. After the first one, I was like, this is not what I expected. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Uncanny Avengers. If I get another story like the plant thing, I'm out. (laughs) Power Man Man and Iron Fist. I read the first one. I'm going to try to give the second one a try. But Oh, and Karnak, which once every three months, apparently. (laughs) What's with that? Um, Something happened in the personal life. Like, I think there was a death of someone in the illustrator's life, I believe. Something along those lines. And they said they could go with somebody else or try and keep the same artist, and they just chose to wait. And Warren Ellis was like, I'm not in a rush. Yeah, he's like, I'm only going to write six issues anyways. Right, yeah. I never write more than that. <laughs> <laughs> he's like an editor over in uh, at a tech journal or something. Oh, is he? Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, crazy. All right. Uh, tried and dropped. I want to know which one's you tried oh they're not tried and dropped they're tried but dropped tbds <laughs> TBD. um all new all different avengers Ugh. scarlet witch new avengers because i try i'm trying to give some of these books a, a fair a chance but if yeah. after the first issue i'm like oh man i lost those eight minutes of my life i'm not gonna go for the second one uh totally awesome hulk not totally awesome. Um, Captain America, Sam Wilson, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, oh, Spider Woman. <laughs> Why did you try this book? Oh, yeah, I think I made you try it. <laughs> Spider Gwen. I don't see the hype. You uh, did try this? The new one? Yeah, I read the first issue. Wow. Like, what's the big deal? <laughs> I didn't. Even, oh, I didn't great. Captain that. America 2099 is here. What? Uh, um, Doctor Strange, Red Wolf, and no, Contest those, of those Champions. Are two good ones. And oh, you drop Contest of Champions? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> re- I know you were really hoping that that would be good. Oh man, if this book would have been done in 1993, it would have been amazing. It would have been <laughs> so much fun. All right. Uh, ones I tried and dropped. I got one issue into all new, all different Avengers. All right. One issue into All New Wolverine. One issue into Angela, Queen of Hell. Oh. <laughs> one issue into Captain Marvel. That was, that was, it was awful. Alpha Flight I couldn't was, save him. I was so disappointed, man. I was so disappointed. Because mm. I was like, it's a new writer. So I'll give it a try. It's just not Carol anymore. I know. Oh, it kills me. I love that character. Um, two issues into Contest of Champions. Uh, one issue into Guardians of the Galaxy, but uh, it didn't go anywhere, man. Like, I might give that another try. I want to give Guardians of Infinity another try. Um, Howling Commandos was fun, but just 
worthless. <laughs> you know, I mean, what's it for, you know? Yeah. Uh, Illuminati. So I got two issues into Howling Commandos. One issue into Illuminati. Did not understand what was going on or who, <laughs> who even was in the book. <laughs> like, okay, so a bunch of different people show up. One issue into Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. What in the world are they doing? You did a whole issue? Yeah. What? Uh, one issue into New Avengers. So sad. Mm. I like uh, Screaming Mimi. What's her name? Yeah. Songbird. Songbird. I like her, and she's it's it's a shame. She's stuck over there. Um, I tried Nova number one, but I was like, this is just more of the same. I don't care about this kid at all. I tried Patsy Walker. Oh, that killed me. Oh, it was so terrible. <laughs> it was so awful. I know we talked about that. I did two issues of Scarlet Witch, and I was like, this book is going nowhere fast. There's no point to this book at all. They're like, no one really wants to write it, to draw it or write it, so it'll just be different every time. Yeah. Was, yeah. Spider-Woman, awful. One issue. Yep. Spidey. This broke my heart. Oh. I am not the target audience for this. <laughs> <laughs> Squadron Supreme. I did two issues into that, and I just do not care about any of these characters. If I care about Hyperion, I'll read his book. There you go. Uh, Starbrand and Nightmask was awful. Starlord, it was like we started over, like, completely. <laughs> I was backtracked to the earlier in his life. Totally Awesome Hulk, that was a shame because I thought it could be good. Venom Space Knight has cool art, but it's like, I was reading it and I was like, I should like this. I I should like this. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that they've just changed this character so much. It's, I'm not even reading the same character. Mm -hmm. It's not even Venom, you know? Yeah. And then we Weird World, number one, um, they changed the main character from The Secret Wars. It's some girl now. Why would I continue reading a title where everything is different? Yeah. So, anyway. Like, it's Weird World, but without what makes it Weird World. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, okay. Kind of like, it's New Avengers. Remember when New Avengers was Wolverine, Captain America, and Spider-Man? Well, we've pretty much taken all of them away, and it's New Avengers. Yeah, they're brand new. That doesn't like, make, that's stupid. That's not what I want. Sunspot. Ugh. Just give me what I want. Yeah, I'll buy it. If you give me what I want, I'll buy it's it. It's true. I've, again, we've got money. And we want to give it to you. Why don't you want our money? I don't get it. All right. Uh, things you haven't even tried. Things you skipped. Pull up my list. Okay. So things I have... Wait, reading barely just hanging on. Tried. Oh, so didn't even try. So those are my DETs. <laughs> DET. Okay. Um, Power Man and Iron Fist. Uh, the art enough. That just scared me. Uh, Squadron Supreme, because I don't care about even a single character. Right. Captain Marvel and Ms. Marvel. Uh, Astonishing Ant-Man, because it looked like it was the the series right before. It is, yeah. Yes, and I that was boring to me, so I couldn't do that. Oh, I, th I think it's really funny. Uh, the Mighty Thor, because I'm still mad about Thor Odinson not being Thor. Okay, well, okay. So, so Scott, didn't he tweet at us and say that... Marvel is doing something right with this book? Yeah, he really loves this book. Did, did that give you pause at all that you're going to want to read it? Because his standards are so high. It makes me think that I need to give this book a try. Well, yeah, Scott does have very high standards when it comes to stuff. Um, so maybe. 
Maybe Scott. <laughs> yeah. All right. Scott usually, yeah. But he likes Death's Head. That's true. Mm. You may have killed it for me. So, uh, also, didn't even try or DET. All new Hawkeye, Nova, Drax, Venom Space Knight, Guardians of Infinity, Star-Lord, Rocket Raccoon and Groot, Howard the Duck, Silver Surfer, Deadpool, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, Spider-Man Deadpool, Spidey, Weird World, Hercules, Hellcat, Howling Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D., Black Knight, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Starbrand and Night Mask, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, and Angela Queen of Hell. Oh. Dude, you went... <laughs> okay, let me... Oh, let me uh... keeping track, aren't you? I'm... What? You're keeping track on your spreadsheet, aren't you? Yes, yes, oh, I'm trying too to keep fast. <laughs> yeah, you okay, I'm gonna ask you about these that haven't okay. Agents of Shield? Yes. It, just tell me if this is a haven't didn't even try. D E T. Okay. All new and humans. We're not to that one yet. Okay. Angela Quinahel. D E T. Carnage. We're not to that one. Daredevil. Not to that one. Deadpool. D E T. Okay. Hercules. D E T. Howard the Duck. D-E-T. Howling Commandos. D-E-T. Illuminati. Not there. Okay. Invincible Iron Man. Not there. Moon Girl. D-E-T. Patsy Walker. D-E-T. Power Man Iron Fist. D-E-T. Rocket Raccoon. D-E-T. Silk. Uh, D-E-T. Silver Surfer. D-E-T. Spider-Man by Bendis. Not there. Spider-Man 2099. Not there. Spider-Man Deadpool. D-E-T. Spidey, you said D.E.T., Starbrand and Nightmask D.E.T., Ultimates, Uncanny Inhumans, and Web Warriors. Web Warriors is D.E.T. All right, now, what about these not out yet? I have listed Black Widow, Hyperion, International, Iron Man, Mockingbird, and X-Men 92. Oh, well, X-Men 92, you can put down AR. I know that! <laughs> and Black Widow, I'll at least give the first, the first issue. What about Hyperion, International Iron Man, and Mockingbird? Um, International Iron Man. What did I put for that? Uh, OMLTT. So that would be <laughs> on, on my list, list to try. <laughs> okay. All right. Here's mine that I have not tried. I've not okay? tried. A Force, <laughs> Agents of Shield, All New Hawkeye. Which I might go back to this. The transition from Fraction to Lemire was was not good, but. But him doing it and like it's starting at a new number one, I might go back and try it because he's really knocking it out of the park with Old Man Logan. Isn't that who's writing Old Man Logan, Lemire? Yeah, and Extraordinary X-Men. Yes, there are very extraordinary. <laughs> um, all new in humans, why even bother? Black Knight, Deadpool, Drax, Howard the Duck, Mighty Thor. Uh, so that's one I might might give a try to. Ms. Marvel. This, I mean, it seems like a fun read, but it's like if I'm gonna do a fun read, I'm I'm gonna do probably something else. Yeah, uh, you know, Spider-Man is what Bendis's Spider-Man scratches that itch for me. You know, mm-hmm. Rocket Raccoon and Groot, not interested. Silk, not interested. Silver Surfer, not interested. Spider Gwen, not interested. Spider-Man 2099, not interested. And it's sad because I really like Peter David. Mm-hmm. Ultimates. I like the art in this book, but that is it. I like the blue Marvel and the art. And that's <laughs> uh, unbeatable Squirrel Girl, Squirrel Girl, Web Warriors, and <laughs> and X Men '92. What? 
Yeah, yeah, give I'm it a try? Gonna... Why? Because it's not current continuity. We don't know that. Really? How in the world could it be current continuity? We have all kinds of weird stuff happening. Have you been to this all-new Marvel Universe? <laughs> all right, what's on your list to try? Oh, so we're just ignoring. Okay. <laughs> so, um, that's the OMLTT. Okay. So, OMLTT is Illuminati. Okay. Daredevil. Uh, is that too fast? No, you're doing great. Spider Man 2099. <laughs> okay. Carnage. Uh huh. All New Inhumans. Uncanny Inhumans. Because I really, I just read the first issue of Uncanny, and I haven't gone back to it, so I'm gonna get a few issues and read them all together. I'm really enjoying that title. Why would you? Why would you care about all new and human? Like, what's the what's the draw to even try? They're the same. No, 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 no. One is Crystal and Gorgon in a wheelchair, <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is like you know Beast and Human Torch and Medusa and uh, Kang. You're really not making a good case for either. <laughs> you do know that, right? I have been. I've really been enjoying Uncanny and Human. I've got this book with uh, Beast, Human Torch, and Kang. It's going <laughs> to fly off the shelves, guys. <laughs> it's magnificent. <laughs> oh. It's Charles Soule and magnificent. Uh, I mean, it could be Tina Turner and Jim Lee. I don't know that it's going to help it. <laughs> Okay. Um, All right. The Ultimates. Uh, power. Oh no. Spider Man and Invincible Iron Man. <laughs> power Man. Oh no no no. Yeah. Not that. Like, Invincible Iron Man has been fun. I saw on our Facebook page. Oh, and Karnak. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I saw on our Facebook page a um a picture of Punisher. Is there going to be a Punisher series? Yes. I'm looking forward to that. Is it supposed to happen? Who's who's writing it? Do we know? We probably do, but I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Okay, all right. So on my list of uh, on my list to try is Black Widow, Hyperion, International Iron Man, Mockingbird, Punisher. All these that have not come out yet. Oh. And then I may revisit all new Hawkeye and Mighty Thor, and I may revisit Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of Infinity. Really? Guardians of Infinity? Why is that? I, I really like Abnett, and he did so well with Guardians of the Galaxy, Abnett and Lanning. Um, their run was infinitely better than Bendis's because they, they were doing the entire Annihilation and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, did you read any of that, Annihilation Wave? Um, I bought one of them, but I haven't read it. It, it was really good. I mean, and then they did Nova at the same time. Um, it was it was really. Good. Yeah, I just buy stuff. <laughs> I just buy stuff and put it on my shelf. You're like, ah, I may read it later. I don't know. You know, in case somebody walks in the comic book room, I want them to know I look eclectic. <laughs> Think highly of me, as you see the vast array of different titles. <laughs> because that's probably what they're gonna look at. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not going to be like, oh my goodness, get me out of this. He's going to... I know. He's a weirdo. This whole room? Oh, no. What's wrong with his wife, too? She allows this crap. All right, well, was there anything else you wanted to discuss? We are at about two hours. 
Um, we've got some big stuff coming for fans of Marvel Six One Politics, but we're not going to tell you what it is. So just know that we got some cool stuff. We're going to have a a sweet product and uh, some changes to our website, and and you're really gonna. We think you're really all gonna like it. Yeah, we're working hard, arguing back and forth, texting furiously, <laughs> uh, trying to trying to find people to. Uh, to help us out with what we need so uh yeah look forward look forward to it because andy refuses to talk on the telephone that's you know and and jared is so respectful that he respects my wishes not to call me yes we should we should try and make these uh multi-hundred dollar deals over text we should not speak about them (laughs) (laughs) that's the best way to do it Hey, look what we accomplished. We didn't even talk. It's great. Yeah. We're totes. I dead. like what you said. Multi-hundred dollar deal. Well, yeah, because we're, we're only so big. <laughs> There's thousands of pennies involved. <laughs> Literally, that's how we're going to pay these people. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm good. Uh, we are sponsored by DCB Service, Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Go there. Pre-order your single issues. Go to InStockTrades.com, their sister site. Get your trade paperbacks for 40% off. We are sponsored by Community Retail Partnership, CRPSavings.com. For all of your discount needs through Office Depot and Office Max, check out CRPSavings.com. Lastly, we're sponsored by MichaelWebSolutions.com. For any SEO needs that you might have, check out MichaelWebSolutions.com. You can find us on Marvel616Politics.com. You can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com tell us what you think tell us your reading list tell us which ones are on the chopping block and which ones you just passed up uh like i said scott said that uh mighty thor was good he tweeted at us 616 at 616 politics tweet us email us go to the website tell us what you think i'm constantly looking for hey this one's really good this is why you would like it um because i love reading comics but this list here is pretty uh, pretty bleak. Yeah, maybe when you post the this episode, you can put a poll up and list every Marvel title, and people can vote whether they read it or not. If, if I can figure out how to do that, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, we're on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Marvel616Politics. We are on Instagram and YouTube under Marvel616Politics. And you can always be a part of our show by giving us a call at 616-755-TINA and leaving us a message. We'll play it on the air, and you'll forever be a part of history. Yeah, if you're interested, if you want to tell us what you thought about the Deadpool movie, as long as you keep it clean, keep it family-friendly, we're very interested to know what you thought. But I'm still right. About what? If their opinion is different. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, well, I mean, just know that going in. When you deal with Jared, that's what you deal with. Yes. All right, well, thanks, buddy. Thanks, listeners. We'll uh, catch you next time. And until next time, this is Marvel 616 Politics.